Hi, this is Roland Fisher, lead pastor of Second City Church here in Chicago, Illinois, and we hope that you're well. Welcome to our online service. We hope you leave today encouraged, full of faith, and ready to take the kingdom of God wherever you may go. We're so glad that you chose to join us today, and once again, welcome. Now today I have a special opportunity to introduce to you uh, a very special person in my life. This is my pastor for uh, over 20 years now. And uh, as I came to the Lord as a university student there in North Carolina, he was the one who, as a pastor of the local church, helped mold and shape both my wife and myself into the man and woman of God that we are today. Uh, we've been able to join him as he's helped lead the charge in planting churches, uh, both domestically and internationally, uh, totaling dozens and dozens of churches throughout the world today, and many thousands of both young people and old coming to the Lord and coming to Jesus as Savior, Lord and Savior, for the very first time. His name is Pastor Ron Lewis, and he helps to oversee our church in North Carolina while leading our church in Manhattan, New York. So please open up your hearts, prepare to receive from the Lord, and uh, let's just give ear to what the Lord has to speak to us today through Pastor Ron Lewis. I always feel at my best when my amazing wife and best friend, Lynette, and when she's with me and helping to bring the good word today. So, so thank you. Well, we are happy to be with, together, but really happy to be with you. And yes. I believe that God has brought us together for Absolutely. such a time as this. We've been praying into this message yeah. and believe we've got a word of encouragement and hope for you today. All right. That's excellent. Well, <laughs> I hope you brought a Bible with you or you just pull out your phone real quickly and look at this passage right here in 2 Kings 6, 14 through 18. This is a, a, a very well-known passage of Scripture with Elisha. And so, sorry to be rereading something, but I'm looking at it from a new lens today. And this is something that's really helped us. When there are certain values that Lynette and I have agreed upon that it, it has to do with how we're going to live. Mm -hmm. And obviously one of those is we're going to pick up our cross every day and choose Jesus. And that is a daily decision yes. to choose Jesus every day in our lives. There are many days and we don't want to choose Jesus, but it's a daily choice to pick up our cross. We know that the cross is the way to life. But here's another one in how we live. We have chosen that we're going to live like an airplane that gets above the clouds and above the turbulence. We're going to live where God is. We're going to live... And because in the kingdom of God, it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit, regardless of what's happening down below. Mm -hmm. So this passage has been feeding us uh, this past week or two, and we're going to share it with you today. So this, the background real quickly was there's the king of Syria who wanted to destroy the king of Israel, and they were at odds going at war, but there was something that the king of Syria spoke to his people, and he said, somebody's messed it up my plan. I think there's a mole in our organization here. I think I have a, I have a traitor here. And his servant said, no, there's a man of God. He's a prophet, and his name is Elisha, and he hears what you're talking about even when you're in your bedroom. And that is mind-blowing. But he did. And Elisha had this supernatural gift as a prophet. And he could hear things and he wrecked his plans. So he said, well, let's go get Elisha. And here's where the uh, passage picks up right there. When he said to his team, let's go get him, or his, his army rather. Let's go get Elisha. Let's capture him. Let's destroy the nation. Verse 14 
614, 2 Kings. He sent horses and chariots along with a great army and they came by night and they surrounded the city. And when the servant, Elisha's servant, uh, the, the servant of the man of God rose early in the morning, he went out and that he saw that army and chariots all around the city. And he went and he said to Elisha, he said, my master, he said, what can we do? And then Elisha said something that is outrageous. He said, he said, don't be afraid. Those who are with us are actually more than those who are with them. So he prayed and he said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see. Let's pray that right now. Lord, open my eyes Mm -hmm. that I can see what God sees, that I can see something that man cannot see, ordinary, naturally driven and living people. And he said, he said, though he prayed and he said, so the eyes of that young man were opened and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all Mm -hmm. around Elisha. And then he went on and he prayed also, and he won that battle, of course. Of course he did. And the passage is so rich as it carries on. But the theme of this right now is seeing beyond what is. Seeing beyond what is the reality. Everybody says, let's keep it real. Let's be real. And, 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 And a lot of times what they're saying is, let's try to be honest about the situation and how you feel, what's going on. But never be limited by the expectations of somebody else. God wants to show you who he is. And he wants to reveal something that no man can give you. Only God can give you through the revelation and the the wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy Spirit. You know, God knows everything. And this is how we want to live. It really is an incremental growing process as well. I mean, when I was in my early 20s, just starting out in my career, I tapped into this passage and I would pray so often going into work in the mornings, Lord, help me see what you see. There were seasons where I was going through battles. And I mean, what felt like in my life, a war fighting for the organization that I worked for, fighting against resistors, fighting against the doubters, people that that call what is what is. And that's not doesn't mean that we're living in a lack of reality. It means that as we plug in to what God sees, we become people of growing, strong faith. Faith is always, I think of it like a muscle group. You develop it. The first time you go into the workout room, you feel skinny and, and weak. But the longer we work those muscles of faith and we keep plugging in God through the word of God, through prayer, through believing friends, we say, God, I want to tap into what you see. And suddenly we see beyond what is into what can be. And that changes everything. And, you know, I, I think about Elisha and what would be his advantage and what was the secret? Was it a gift? Was it a skill? What was it? And I think more than anything else, it was one key to his life. And that is he knew God. He knew God. That sounds simple. Uh, we may Most people know about God, but they don't know God. And when you know God and you're with God and you spend time with God and you train your ears with God and your eyes and everything else, everything else lights up and you see a new world. You see a whole new worldview. There's a scripture in Daniel 11, verse 32. It says, those who know God and shall, shall be strong and do exploits. And that's what we're talking about here. What was his secret? It was knowing God. One of the great theologians, the great heroes of my faith, so to speak, one of the great ones, J- Dr. J.I. Packer, uh, passed away uh, recently. And he went to be with the Lord. I believe he was 93 years old. And this man wrote a book that changed my life called Knowing God. I've read it and read it and read it, worn it out, bought another copy, started giving it away. And we 
gone through that with our uh, small group. And we just believe that the principles there are real, that the attributes of God are knowable. We're not, we'll never know everything about God, but we need to know who he is. Mm-hmm. And it starts, that book starts out with a, a great little chapter where it talks about what are the characteristics of those who know God. And he gives four principles. Number one, those who know God have great energy for God. Number two, those who know God have great thoughts for God. Number three, those who know God, they have great boldness for God. And fourthly, they have great contentment in mm. God. They see beyond. They see something that only God allows you to see. It so reminds me of my mom and dad who are still alive and well at 83 years old. And they remind me of those attributes. They have always gone after God, been bold for God. But when this pandemic of COVID-19 broke out and I was talking to them one day, they weren't in fear. They weren't ruffled by it. They've never lived through an actual pandemic. But they at 83 have watched God and I've watched them watch God through so many years of trials and challenges and losses and tragedy and health issues and all kinds of things. Every time they've watched God be faithful. And my dad said, we're going to get through this. We're all going to make it out. And it was in the spring. And he said, the birds are still chirping. The trees are still blooming. God is still on the throne. And you and I are going to make it through. And just hearing that confidence from someone who's pressed in all these years assured me. So we're here today, a little bit older than probably some of you watching, saying you can be confident. You can be bold in your confidence in God because he will help you see past the impossible, see past what is to do the impossible. So I have this friend named Doug Clark, and he's an elder at our North Carolina church, my home church, my sending church, the first church that ever started. And and he, he came to me. We were actually buying a large property for our future church building, which this was years ago. And and the city wasn't letting us get into the property. The, it was landlocked and we couldn't find a way in. And so we began to lose hope that that we, the little bit of money that we spent on that landlocked land, that it wasn't going to go in our favor. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I was feeling. And Doug Clark came to me and he said, Pastor Ron, I've been really praying on this. He said, I want to tell you that you have to go back to that land baron, this guy that owned much of the property around us. And he said, you need to go knock on his door one more time. I said, Doug, I've already been twice. He said, let's do it one more time. And this is the third time. And they're going to, this is going to work out in our favor. If you do this one more time. So we did it one more time. We, I went into the board presentation one more time and they shot it down right away. And I thought, well, that's it. Doug missed God. And at the end of the board meeting, I wasn't even there, but at the end of the board meeting, the son of the land baron said, I want to make a motion that we revisit the agenda of the number one item that, that this church, Kings Park, wants to buy one acre from, a, one a, from us. And he said, I believe it's in our best community interest if we do that. They reversed everything around and we mm-hmm. ended up getting that land. Amazing. Doug Clark saw something that I couldn't see. And so often, like the young man there, uh, when Elisha prays for a young man, they're going to be able to see what the older man can see. 
It's so good. Don't we need people like that who are helping us see beyond what we can see? And the other biggest way to learn how to do that is just spend time in the Word of God. Yeah. I've been trying in a new, fresh way to discipline, really discipline. When I got a kind of wild and crazy home in the mornings to find even just 10 minutes where I get into the Word of God. Because these stories about the miracles that happened, even the miracles that took place for reluctant people of God who kept saying to God, I can't do it. I don't have the strength. Moses, Paul, so many others. How will I possibly make it happen? And yet God gives them power and makes a way where there is no way. The word of God will keep helping us see beyond what is to what can be possible. Excellent. And you know, my friend, Dr. Rice Brooks, he's been my lifelong partner in Christ and we've been planning churches together. And so after 9-11 hit, he called me, said, please join me there. I said, I, I, I'll be praying for you as you go. He said, no, just join me there and let's see what God says. And when I was um, driving in from Raleigh-Durham, crossing the Hudson River, I, I saw ground zero and the smoke coming up. But something contrary happened to me in that moment. Instead of going into depression and hopelessness, I heard the Holy Spirit say, out of these ashes, I'll build a great church. And so when I joined in with Dr. Dr. Brooks and we began to talk about it, we ended up starting a church. Many of you already know that story. Of course you do. It's just part of the foundation of our journey into New York City. However, here's the thing is that I didn't have eyes to see what someone else saw mm-hmm. until I connected with God. And so I want to thank you know Dr. Brooks. And I have so many other people, my mentor, Harold Bredesen, who would go on walks with me and we'd be praying over someone. And he'd say, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. We're not mm, done yet. That. And finally, we got a breakthrough and God began to move. There is power on the other side of what is. Yes. You don't have to live in what is. Look, you may not like certain things. You may, we're not in a denial of reality, That's right. but we live above it and not in it. We're not in the fray. We live in heavenly places in Christ Jesus while we simultaneously are stuck in the mess that we're in right here and right now. There's a way of escape, though. One of the ways of escape that we found is to really declare with our mouths what we want to see. A lot of times I'm doing that in faith. A lot of you know that I love to run. And and many times as I'll be ending one of my runs, I'll just out there on the trail where no one's listening to me, I'll just begin to say out loud what I want to see happen as I'm praying. I'm, this is going to happen with this person. I'm going to see this happen to this situation. And as we hear ourselves speak it, it goes into our ears. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Yes. So we learn the word of God. We speak it out with our literal mouths so that our ears can hear it and our faith can grow. And as our faith grows, our our spiritual eyes grow, and we can begin to see into the supernatural realm of what's yet to come. This isn't just about being an optimistic person or um, just naturally right. joyful or hopeful. It's training ourselves like athletes to believe for more from God. Ron and I have two things in our family that we just simply refuse to say. And this is just practical. This, this is, is what we've very learned. Practical. We've learned this. This is not, yeah. yeah. And, Share with the well, Number one is we don't say, I can't afford something. We just don't say it. It's not a, it, it, it's true that we can't afford something, but after you walk with God long enough, I, I, I haven't been able to afford everything that God's given me. It's, it's by grace yeah. that I'm saved. It's by grace that my family is well. It's by grace, uh, the gift of God has, has come to us. Now we might say to our girls, we, we, we might say to them, 
that's not in the budget or or that's not for now. We need to pray about that. There's a lot of things that we say, but we never say I can't afford because we can afford whatever God has for us. That and that's so a reality. But the second good. thing is that when we when we get flustered and we say I can't take it, <laughs> I just can't handle it. And in this COVID season, that's how oh, I feel. I feel that yes. way pretty much all the time. We're stressed out. Uh, there's so many problems going on. There's even people dying. There's Zoom funerals. I mean, all the things that we've been through that absolutely are crazy. But you know what? Instead of that, we say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And God's grace is sufficient in my life. It's such a joy and a confidence as you get older to realize that most of the things you couldn't have got done in your own strength. In fact, it's really what keeps you humble. You know, there are times when I'll get ready to go speak to an audience because I'm a speaker by uh, that's my profession now. And they'll read through my bio just as a means of introduction. And I will literally sit there and go. How did that happen? Because every single attribute on my bio, which I have to include for them to introduce me, um, was an act of grace of God. I mean, coupled with the moments where I'd be sitting in my office wondering, how can I take on this new project? Or how can I even step into this thing that my boss wants me to do? The very things that God was going to eventually use to give credibility to who I am for his sake and his glory. It's an amazing joy. When you realize you get to partner with God, he sees so much more for us than we'll ever see for our, ourselves. Yeah. You may not have parents or a family that taught you that, but you can learn it at any stage, any stage in your journey. Get around the people of God and he will build you up and send you out to do exploits for him. And it's so true. There's a there's a book called Culture Matters and how uh, values shape human progress. It's helped me a lot. And he goes through a typology of development where some nations are resistant to change and to prosperity. Other nations are open and learning. And he goes through like a list of nearly 30 of these values that are on the table, like a work ethic, competition, uh, law, society, religion, mindset, different things. And one is wealth and wealth in a resistant society is it is equal to what is or what exists like land or natural resources but wealth in a developing society in a developing nation is what is yet to be existing what is yet mm. to exist or what is going to be created innovation etc and so a lot of times we just get stuck we, we're like the young man we come out we see armies surrounding us we say i'm afraid what do i do this is my last day on planet earth no God has something higher and better yes. to show us. And books confirm a little bit of what we're talking about here as an anecdote, uh, ways that we can see the world differently when we let God give us the lens through which to see. It's so exciting to live like that. It's scary at times. It, it, how many times Definitely. will we be going to bed at night, laying there thinking what we have stepped into? Yeah. How in the world are we going to make it work? Right. Um, and we can share lots of stories with you. But when you look back later and you realize, not by might, not by power, but so, by my spirit, says the Lord. There have been many days driving to work where I recited that over my life, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, yes. says the Lord. Whatever you're needing right now, and I'm going to get ready to pray for you right now, that God is going to give you those very things. Let's pray together right yeah. now as we close. Yes. Lord, I look into this camera and I see you, through the Holy Spirit, the faces of those who are believing for miracles. Yeah. And I come into agreement with them yes. right now before your throne, living God. And I want to declare that they are going to get an impossible miracle is going to come to pass for your family, 
for your marriage, for your finances, for your job, for your children, for your children's children. The blessing of the Lord is going to make you rich and not add any sorrow to it. I declare, Lord, that you're going to give them words to begin to speak. Yes. Someone, in fact, some of you out there, you need to change your vocabulary. You've wondered, how can I begin to speak what's true? God, change their language, almost like the importation of a new dialect is going to come to you. And you're going to find yourself speaking and declaring the things, the scriptures, the truth of God, and your circumstances are going to change. Get ready for miracles, Lord. Right now, do for us what you did for that young man on that mountain with Elisha, where you opened his eyes. Do for us. Open our eyes. Let us see you, God, high and lifted up. Let us see the armies of heaven and the chariots of fire, because you are more than able. And we trust you now in Jesus' mighty name. I want to close with this one thought, and that's powerful prayer right there. But but just the concept where Jesus uh, was with the woman in Samaria mm-hmm. and his disciples were just saying, sit down and eat, chill out, Jesus, you're working too hard. He said, my food is to do the will of the Father. And then he said, he said, don't you say that there are yet four months and then comes the harvest. He said, but I say to you, lift up your eyes. There we go again. Lift up your eyes and see that the fields right now are white with harvest. In this pandemic season, I'm watching people live this verse out in real time. When many of us have said, well, you know, we'll just, when we regather or when the vaccine comes or when Mm -hmm. the the right political politicians uh, come in order, the right uh, political party, the right government provision, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you know what? Jesus is a now Jesus. He's a right here and a right now. He's risen. He's alive. He died on the cross for our sins, praise God. And to, to, to honor the Father, to appease the Father's wrath. And then third day later, Jesus rose from the dead. He's with you right here you, and right now. And he's able to turn things around. And we're watching this in this pandemic season. Our sister Mershita in New York City and Queens, man, she is, is touching and, and reaching and leading Muslims to Jesus Christ and mm-hmm. sending me even today a video of another baptism of more mm-hmm. more Muslims coming into the family of God. And I'm just I couldn't be more happy about that. But she's living this out. Look up right now. Lift up your eyes. The harvest is right. Lift up your eyes. There's a greater plan that God has on yes. your behalf. And we're not just seeing reality. We're seeing what is beyond reality. We're seeing into the heart of God. And we are able now to believe and receive the best that God has for us, which changes everything. The best is yet to come. Don't give up. Love you much. We hope that you were able to enjoy that message today. And we're really encouraged that our God is the one who opens our eyes to see that there are literally more for us than there are who are against us. That there are God's people and also God's heavenly host there to encourage us, strengthen us and lead us in his way. So we're here to pray for you. We love you. And we hope to see you throughout the week in our community groups where we can continue to discuss these issues. So God bless you. We hope you have a wonderful week in the Lord. And please do bring a friend next week who also needs to hear the good news of Jesus Christ. We love you and we'll see you then.